What's up, everybody? Chase Kepley, Grab a Beer First podcast. We're going to talk a little sports today, a little business, and uh, some Second Amendment action on the news recently. So uh, grab a beer, argue with me, and uh, let me know what you think. So Cam Newton signs with the New England Patriots over the weekend. And holy cow, uh, I can see Cam's outfit right now. Full-on suit with bonnet and man purse. On his way to the podium, passing Bill Belichick. Holy cow, it's going to be beautiful. Cam Newton with a chip on his shoulder, pissed off that the Panthers cut him. Going to the boring and methodical, never talking, never entertaining New England Patriots. And uh, I can't wait. Uh, Cam took the Carolina Panthers, a pretty mediocre, never talked about, never on national TV type franchise, and instantly made them relevant. Instantly. Uh, he single-handedly won games his first three, four, five years on the team um, before some injuries set in uh, after the Super Bowl run in which they came up short losing to the Denver Broncos. But, uh, you know, he, bring, he, brings the, uh, he brings the show to town, that's for sure. You, you will not be boring or irrelevant with Cam Newton. You might not, you might not be great. But you will not be irrelevant. And uh, the Patriots now, in my opinion, with a pissed-off, in-shape Cam Newton, as long as his shoulder and ankle work, I feel like they are probably as good as any team in their division now. Before, I would have probably leaned Buffalo with their defense and coaching staff. Now, Cam puts the Patriots back in the mix uh, for a playoff run. So, um, I can't... I can't get over the image of Bill Belichick looking at Cam Newton's outfits. I, I can't wait. I hope uh, I hope Cam does it up just like he's been doing. Uh, don't change, buddy. You uh, <laughs> you keep rocking your fashion catalog to the press conferences, and uh, and let's see how old Bill uh, looks at you because it, it, it's going to be something. But on the field. He's going to make an immediate impact. The coaching staff there is going to have a lot of fun drawing up Cam Newton-type plays. They, they run that amoeba offense anyway that's different every week. And now they, they can add another uh, wrinkle to it with a running quarterback that can literally bulldoze defenders when he's healthy. And if he is healthy, um, you're, you're not going to want to deal with the Patriots. I, just, I, think, I think the way he throws the deep ball is going to elevate some of those receivers that – kind of seem disappointing up until now with with Tom Brady who relies more on precision and timing it's just a completely different game when Cam Newton's in there good and bad and and we're going to see both we're going to see legendarily bad and incredibly good all probably wrapped up into one season if he's uh good to go physically so uh, props to the Patriots for stealing a 20 million dollar quarterback for the veterans minimum and uh, good luck to Cam Newton, who is going to be highly pissed off at the Panthers and the rest of the league for not offering him a job and uh, being replaced by Teddy Bridgewater, who got $30 million. So I don't blame him for being mad. I don't blame him for being motivated. 
and I certainly don't blame the Patriots for going and signing Cam Newton for the veterans minimum and rolling the dice on a, uh, a proven player in this league when he's healthy. So did you see the viral video of the couple in St. Louis who are in front of their home as a group of protesters had um, basically, my understanding is, busted through a gate onto private property. Um, the homeowner says it looked like hundreds. I, I do not know the amount of people. But uh, the homeowners, apparently feeling like shit was about to hit the fan, went inside, grabbed guns, and came out to the front porch. And uh, their video is is online of them standing. The husband's got a uh, a rifle, and the wife has a pistol. And they are yelling back and forth to the protesters. And uh, they, homeowner, the homeowner claims that there were weapons in the crowd and that they were being threatened. Um, obviously, uh, this is not a public street or, um, you know, they're not outside Taco Bell. Um, this is their own, their property. And uh, so the homeowners grabbed, grabbed guns and are standing on the porch in, in the midst of a standoff. Now, the uh, husband appeared to be a bit more calm than the wife did. She has a small pistol that she is pointing at everyone. Uh, I don't know if she's panicked or, you know, or if they threatened her directly. Uh, probably not the best idea to point the pistol at people. But um, I don't blame them for going and getting weapons and standing there to protect their stuff. That's what the Second Amendment's about. Um, their laws in Missouri say open carry is legal. Um, and the laws in Missouri, Missouri also say that if you are on private property and are told to leave and do not, you are trespassing. So, um, you know, the, the only fuzzy part, the rub here is that the wife is pointing gun a gun at at those folks and uh that is probably the wrong move i uh depending on what was said or what they might have done to her prior to that video we don't have all the details but uh uh apparently it ended okay other than some property damage it looks like their gate and everything was busted up but the people um outside then left and and nobody was hurt which is positive but uh you know i'm all for defending your property and standing your ground um especially when the laws are on your side and it appears in this case they were the uh the wife needs some uh training on on pistol handling but other than that uh you know props to the situation ending peacefully even with uh multiple weapons being involved it looks like cooler heads prevailed but uh you know who knows what happens there if those folks walk out to tell those people to leave and don't have weapons you know are they mobbed are they are they beaten uh or does everybody go their separate ways because uh that crowd wasn't in, interested in in uh, hurting anybody who, who knows but uh you know when the law is on your side let's uh let's use them and the, those folks did and and it looks like it was to their advantage so uh props to the second amendment let's talk business for a minute me and some buddies were talking the other day about how the corona has affected restaurants, which has been horrible. Um, the government telling you you can't open your business when when people are willing to uh, come in and eat. You have to refuse them. I think, I think it's bullshit, but that's neither here nor there. Now that we're dealing with it, for me, uh, I was thinking, you know, 
what what would be the best type of restaurant to have during this and what's the worst type of restaurant to have and you know and play out you know how a two three four month stretch like this can can uh change your business and, and in some aspects close it which i know many have which is horrible but uh i think no brainer the best business you could own throughout this is a fast food restaurant and where i'm at the perfect example is chick-fil-a they if i had to guess have made just as much money as they normally do they may be spending more because they've had to make all these modifications to their drive throughs and and change the way employees have to go about business but that place is just as packed as it's ever been if not more people can't go in they're still going through the drive-thru that place has to be making tons and tons of money but props to them because they're they were ready uh they had an efficient drive-thru to begin with they had to make a change and uh now they're just as efficient in a situation like this which has been just incredible i love chick-fil-a i go there all the time and they rock and roll when it comes to the drive-thru. And without a doubt, if you were going to own a restaurant during this, I think that's the one you want. The next best, at least from what I can see, is your restaurants that have cult followings. Local restaurants that have nights where every Tuesday night, you know, there's this line of families that go eat there every Tuesday, no matter what. That's their Tuesday meal, you know, and, and there's people that eat after church every Sunday. They go to that restaurant, you know, certain restaurants seem to have that kind of uh, following. And around me, it's it's Mexican restaurants and barbecue restaurants and people want that. They're in a habit of eating those things. And no matter what is the uh, situation if they got to go pick it up and eat takeout, they go pick it up and eat takeout. I saw um, at a barbecue restaurant near us the other day, probably the most popular one near me. Uh, you know, they serve chopped pork shoulders. And um, there was people that they, they couldn't go in, so they pulled their pontoon up there and got the food to go and set up the table on their pontoon, ate in the pontoon. I mean, that's, that's people that want to eat at your restaurant. Not, not to mention you got, you got to have good food, good service, all that. That's besides the point, but certain restaurants seem to just build this following of loyal, loyal, loyal customers that eat there on a weekly basis. And if, if you're not going to be Chick-fil-A or a super high efficient fast food with a drive-through, then the next best thing is to shift into takeout mode and be a super duper reliable, good taste and good service restaurant that uh that people want to eat at or or were eating at every week now the part that's more worth arguing over in my opinion is what is the worst type of restaurant you could own right now during this because there are some people who are taking a bath over this corona shutting down business and for me i think the absolute worst worst is a sports bar they make money off of beer you know drunk people watching games in the establishment eating uh, greasy food cheap food Um, and not only can people not come in and sit down but 
there's no sports to sit down and watch. So you're not getting lost in a game, yelling, screaming, sucking down nachos, and next thing you know, you've had six beers. It, there's, there's no reason to walk into those places. You could drink beer cheaper at home. You can grill your own food, and there's no sports. It, miserable. It, it, to own a, a sports bar right now, or eat, eat, this even stretches out to think places like Hooters, where there's a um, atmosphere type aspect to it. Holy cow! Uh, I, I can't imagine what their profit loss sheets look like right now. It, it, it has to be sickening. You, you do, that setup is not easily transitioned into a to-go format. You you could shift into patio, but even then, there's nothing to watch. And that's why people go to those places, to see a big fight, to see a big game, to sit there on Sunday and talk, talk trash to the other customers that come in wearing the opposite jersey. It, that atmosphere is empty, and uh, that has got to be a killer. And then the other one, I think, that's a no-brainer is a buffet. I'm not a big buffet eater. Every now and then I might wander into a, like a Chinese buffet or something. It, it's one of those deals that sounds like a good idea uh, when you're hungry and then you leave and you're like, I'm not, I'm not doing that for a while. Um, that's usually how I end up feeling about it. But to be a buffet right now would absolutely suck. I don't even know what they're doing. I don't know if they're open. I, like I said, I don't go to them a ton, but I can't imagine a line of people wanting to stand shoulder to shoulder, working their way down a buffet, go back to sit at their table and uh, and do that two or three times. And all the interaction that's involved, passing people, um, just, oh, what a terrible, what a terrible business model for this particular tragedy. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I've tried to think of other other business uh, restaurant models or restaurant types that uh, that that would be getting beat up worse than your than your buffets or your or your sports bars, but to me that that is that has got to be tough times. And I don't know as quick as this came on and as quick as things changed, I don't know what they could have done. I, I really I like to think like you know if if you got a real smart ownership group or, or, or leadership team that, that you're, that you're constantly brainstorming, trying to be nimble. But I I don't know how you nimble out of this. If you're a buffet or a sports bar right now, Uh, I know a lot of places are opening up limited seating and stuff, but even then I think if sports don't come back with limited seating, what's a sports bar going to do? And what, what, and, and a buffet sitting there with a bunch of panicked customers that are, uh, you know, having to stick a mask over their face every time they get up from their seat. I don't know. It, it is uh, it is a miserable, miserable way to go about business if, you, if you're them. And uh, I feel for them because uh, there was not a lot of, uh, there was not a lot of time to prep or call an audible if you're one of them. Grab a beer first pod. I'm Chase Kepley. Don't forget to leave a review, comment, something. You can hit me up on Instagram, Beer First Pod, and uh, let me know what you think. See y'all next time.